0: Hey Rebels, welcome to another edition of Rebel Parenting. So excited you've joined us today. Are you also joining us for Facebook Live every Monday and Friday, 8 Pacific, 11 Eastern, facebook.com slash Dobson. We are having a blast and we'd love to join have you join us there. Also sign up for the newsletter by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. 444-999. Text the word REBEL, we'll sign you up for the newsletter. You can hear all the things that are going on in our lives. Today's program is so great. Such a great one for this Easter weekend. We have Kelly Stanley on the broadcast today. And this is an interesting one. I didn't know if I would like this program or not. We were sent this book and it was a kind of a coloring book, journal, prayer thing and I thought, oh, you know, producer Kristen will love this and Laura will love this. I got to tell you, I loved it. I really did. Uh, It is a book called Designed to Pray. And in Kelly's bio, it says that she is a graphic designer who writes or maybe a writer who also designs. Either way, when she found the place where writing and design intersected, she discovered that was exactly where she wanted to be. I got to tell you, it flows through this book so much. We talk about prayer. We've been talking about that on Facebook Live, the importance of prayer uh, in our daily lives. And this one brought prayer to me in a completely new way. My prayer life totally exploded because I was doing things I've never done before revolving around prayer. So you're gonna love this broadcast. I hope you enjoy it. So here is Kelly Stanley on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. Kelly, thanks for coming on the broadcast today. I love the subject of prayer. My mom was the chairman of the National Day of Prayer for 25 years in a row. This morning when I woke up, we're recording this (laughs) early. We watched the National Prayer Breakfast. I'm not gonna make any comments at all on that, but (laughs) I have a praying family and I was so excited when your book came because secretly, I'm just gonna blab it out to the whole world right now, I feel super inadequate in my prayer life. I don't feel like I do it well. I I constantly am telling myself you're doing it wrong and I just feel like I'm stumbling my way through my prayer life. I watch my parents pray and their prayer life and I'm amazed by it. I don't really understand it, and I looked at this book and instantly I thought, you know what? When I finish this book, I am gonna have a completely different prayer life. I don't know what it's gonna look like, but I'm excited. I love this book, thank you for writing it. Why did you write it? What was the impetus? I love what you do with it.
1: (laughs) Well, I love it too, and I think that what you just said about how you feel sometimes like you don't know how to pray, or that there's something, some magic formula we're missing. I think the, the biggest surprise since I started publishing books is how many people I have met who have said the same thing. I'm just constantly amazed and and humbled, because I'm in the same place. You know, I've written two books on prayer, and I still every day have to sit down and say, okay, God, here I am, but I don't even know what to say yeah. sometimes. You know, so um, I guess for me, my I started seeing the way prayers were answered probably 15 or 20 years ago when I was an adult and God kind of got hold of me in a different way. And the only thing I can think that differentiates my prayer life from possibly somebody else's is that every time that I'm discouraged, I try again. Hmm. And that's what I would tell anybody. Because I don't do it right. But every day I say, all right, here I am again tell me what to do show me what to do and you know the point of this book i've written two books on prayer and this one is a very practical hands-on 56 different activities to play with prayer and it's just because you know we have one god and he never changes but but we change and we we all have different aspects of our personalities and different things speak to us and it's just sort of to remind people that we don't have to limit prayer, that God mm-hmm. is unlimited, and mm-hmm. we can come to him in a million different ways and find it. We find a different aspect every time. And so my hope for this book is that people, when they work through they'll say, this works for me, this doesn't work mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. But that they'll see that every single time that they come to God, he honors that, in our intention, he honors the desire of our heart to get closer to him by meeting us there.
2: Mm, I love that, especially at Rebel Parenting. We are firm believers in just get up and go again when you've missed it or you don't know what you're doing, just mm-hmm. get up and go again. When you decided to do Design to Pray, um, what was the feedback you got from like, your circle of friends?
1: I think all of my friends have been so supportive and excited, and it's been kind of fun for me because I've gotten to see God work even through my own writing, which is very humbling because I know that can't be me, <laughs> but it's interesting how most of my close relationships have taught me so much about prayer. Mm. So, for my friends, I think it's been in, maybe validating for them in some ways because mm. comments that they've made have totally changed the way I've prayed, and I'm quick to point to them and not myself when I tell somebody to try this and try this and someone says that this. So. Mm. I think that it's been, I mean, the best part about a faith community (laughs) is that we can build each other up and share our experiences and sort of take those, um, take what somebody else has learned and experienced and use that to sort of motivate our own experience.
0: Definitely. That's one of our philosophies here, learning, not knowing. I'm not an expert, but I'm learning every day. And and that's been an interesting one. I love in your bio it says you're a designer that also writes or maybe a writer that also designs. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's kind of a chicken or egg you know, question, right. but you know, even with that I'm thinking, I just can't wait to do this with my kids. To explain to them at 10 and at five there's so many ways you can pray, there's so many ways you can worship the Lord. Um as much as I want to get into that talk about your design background and your writing background how did you marry those two together for design to pray it's just such a a neat marriage of those two skill sets
1: Thank you I love everything that I do but it took me a long time to head in the direction of writing I started I grew up with a dad who's a professional watercolorist so Even though we lived in a small town and out in the country, I got to go to art gallery openings and art fairs and Hmm. ask for, you know, original art for birthday (laughs) presents and things like that. So So awesome. You know, my my Christmas presents were silk screens and, you know, typography books. And it was really (sighs) great. But I watched my dad as an artist and I thought, I don't have that. Whatever that indefinable thing is that makes him so good at what he does, I don't have this need to create and say something, hmm. and I can do it all right, but I wanted something more practical. And I was a good student and I loved math, and I decided that I could marry math and art and become an architect. So
2: hmm.
1: after a year of college, when I discovered that I loved design, but not three, three dimensions, <laughs> a professor steered me towards graphic design. And so that's sort of how I ended up in design and I've had my own business since my oldest child was three months old. I sort of took a big leap of faith and went out on my own so I could do what I do but do it at home with her. And what happened, I guess, I mentioned earlier when when God got a hold of me as an adult, I don't really know how else to describe it because I've always always believed and always prayed and I was baptized in fifth or sixth grade and but I wasn't from a family that really went to church and just like with the art you know I could do a painting if somebody wanted me to do a painting but I didn't feel like I had anything I had to say but when God got hold of me all of a sudden I wanted to say things I felt like I had something worth talking about finally wow and so I started writing And what's funny, it took me a few years to realize it, but the writing really satisfies the artistic side of me more than any of the art I've Mm. ever done. So finally I realized it all sort of comes from the same place. It's creativity, and I sort of broadened in my own mind my definition of what I do to be creativity. You know, it may come out in a design or artwork. It may come out in writing. But whatever it is, I think the goal of art is to communicate what you see in a way that somebody else can see it too and so that's sort of how i look at my writing and how i've approached how i sort of let the two come together
0: it's done it so well it's it's just a great marriage in that you know as i write i learn lots of things and in fact the interesting one for me is i learn more once i try to read it out loud at the end i learn a lot about how bad i am at grammar and spelling um, <laughs> What was the process for you when you were writing this book? Did you learn things about yourself? You know, did you do it with other people? You know, are these all your ideas? Did you ask people what they do? How did you come up with all these different ideas? I mean, it's so creative, you know. And then let's talk a little bit about the process of the book, because you've got six days a week. It starts with one, and then two through six, you know, you do different exercises and and how that grows you in your prayer life.
1: Well, the book, it's really interesting how the book came about. It's clearly an answer to prayer, but not the type of prayer where I was flat on my face for three months begging God for this thing. Um, I wrote a book called Praying Upside Down, and in that book, there at the end of each chapter, there are prayer palettes, which are practical ways to implement these different artistic ideas that I talk about in the chapter, and so. After that book came out, I was a first-time author, and I knew I had some time until my publisher would, you know, be willing to consider another book. And so I was just kind of, one day I just sort of did one of those prayers, like, Okay, God, I feel closer to you when I'm writing. Here are a couple of my ideas. Let me know which way to go. Hmm. It was that simple. And a week later, my agent called, and Tyndale had gotten in touch with her to say that women of faith had chosen me and would like me to write a book on prayer, sort of a follow-up to the prayer palettes from Praying Upside Down, and that it was, if I accepted it, or first they described this idea to me, and I was just, I had a friend in the car with me, and she kept looking at me like, are you okay, what is wrong, because I just sat there, and my mouth was wide open, because I had told one person this idea for a book that I really, really wanted to do and I thought there's no way a publisher is going to want to do it, it has artwork, it's complicated, all usage rights, all those things.
0: Oh yeah, and let me tell you, from from a writing standpoint, you're gonna hear, oh no, books like that don't sell, and oh, it's gonna price it out of the price point, and oh, you can't have designs in there, and oh, there's too much artwork, and on the list goes and goes and goes (laughs) goes, and you're being told by the Lord, nope, I think this is what you're supposed to do. Oh yeah,
1: right. And it it was it was crazy because I just I thought well maybe someday I'll figure out a way to do that book, but I didn't even think about it or tell anybody else. And the email that they sent described this idea that was exactly what I had already described to one of my friends. And I was just like, God gave me this on a silver platter, and I've got to write this book. Hmm. And then they said, Well, the catch is it's due in eight weeks. Can you write this book in eight weeks? Hmm. And I'm like, Well. Apparently, God thinks I can't. Yes. (laughs) So, you know, I guess I'll try. So I started with brainstorming, just like I would for any of my design projects. I just made, on a a side note, my friend Lisa and I used to work at an ad agency together. She was a copywriter, and I was an art director. And every time we sat down to work on a project, she's the word person, and she would draw pictures. And I'm the art person, and I made a list of works. (laughs) <laughs> and we always started with the other. So I started this book with a list of words, um, just sort of ideas, brainstormed for different ways to pray. I had just page after page of single-spaced ideas. Um, but then the harder part was sort of figuring out the structure because it was really left to me. And so I had to, you know, I figured out that each week would be a different theme, mm. like, you know, facing your fear or praying like a child. And then each day I wanted to do something different. So I had, if you could have seen my office, I had rows, it was eight weeks of um, topics, you know, and every day for the week across, I had this giant grid of paper on my floor, and I'm going, okay, we can't have two coloring pages in the same week, we can't mm. have two writing prompts yeah. in the same week, okay. and it was like this giant jigsaw <laughs> puzzle, and it was so much fun, and so hard, I mean, the hardest thing I've probably ever done, but possibly the most fun, so it was just really, I would love to do more of that, because I just think you know, as I said, there's so many aspects of God and so many different things we can learn about Him, and sometimes we learn about ourselves, because prayer is, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily change God, but it changes us, mm. and so some of these help us learn more about ourselves in the process of turning to Him, I think.
2: So what do you think for someone just starting out, like a novice, someone who's like, yeah, I want to increase my prayer life, what do you think the value of going through your book um, they would receive?
1: Well, I think the most valuable thing if you're starting out is understanding how broad prayer can be. Mm, In our minds, it's, you know, I'm on my knees beside my bed with my hands clasped. Um, And that's prayer. But there's also, you know, you can pray when you're standing in line waiting to, you know, waiting for your food to be finished. (laughs) Or you can pray when you're driving to pick up your kids from school. You can pray... But there's so many different ways that prayer can look. It can be writing, it can be praying somebody else's prayers, it can be standing up with your arms up in the air, it can be, you know, sitting there bowed in reverence. You know, there are so many different things, and I just, what excites me about people who are fairly new to prayer is the idea of letting them see that God is so much bigger than we give Him credit for, Mm. and if we open our eyes to seeing Him in all these different ways, I think we're going to see him so much more.
2: Yeah. The last few years, my prayer life, um, we started homeschooling our children, and at uh, the homeschool we're connected to, um, we memorize prayers. And I, mm-hmm. up until this time of raising children, I'd never, I've been a Christian for about 20 years, I'd never prayed other people's prayers. And so now we're learning these rope prayers from the, right now we're in the 1700s and 1800s, mm-hmm. and it's just putting a new, um, guess a new twist it's not a new twist it's an old twist but just (laughs) recognizing there are so many great deep prayers that we can learn and memorize and embed them into our hearts and then they become our prayers and i and i loved how you did Mm -hmm. that at the beginning the children's prayers that was just beautiful right right i
1: think we get sort of stuck in our ruts and if we can you know, if we always listen to a certain Pandora channel and we switch to a different gospel channel, when we hear different music and different lyrics and different um, like takes on scripture, you know, different Bible translation or whatever, I just I think that we can see. It just helps us see differently. It just mm-hmm. removes that little bit, little obstacle that somehow gets in our way.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and we think there's one way to pray. I remember when I was younger. I remember being a little kid hearing the scripture "pray without ceasing" and just thinking, I don't know how to accomplish that. How would you do that all day long? How would you? Are you supposed to close your? I mean, because you have to close your eyes and fold your hands. So how do you do that when you're driving? <laughs> and I, I mean, I had a friend in college that when he would pray, he would close his eyes while driving, and we would all start screaming. You know, I mean, oh, literally, <laughs> it's there are so many ways to pray. And when you hear the scripture pray without ceasing, you can start seeing your life as prayer. You can start seeing your interactions as prayer. You can start seeing your facial expressions, the way you smile, the way you hold people's eye contact. You know, if you let somebody cut in front of you in line or in traffic, all those things, you can start living a prayer life. And and I love how all these different exercises bring you through that. Talk a little bit about the structure of the week, You know how you start with day one and then the exercises and, and what that's hoping to accomplish.
1: All right, um, I'll also add something about the Pray Without Seizing. Yeah. yeah. Um, God showed me, well I'm getting sidetracked, I'm going a different way. Um, a friend described when I first really got involved and interested in prayer, she described it as keeping a radio on in the background. And I love thinking of it that way because it's like this direct communication that is always on, and it's sort of a running dialogue in my mind. And I fail miserably most days at that, but um, I just love the idea. But one day, when it was all pretty new to me still, I was standing at my ironing board. Everyone was gone, and I was just—I was sort of aggravated actually because a friend of mine who had been in church her whole life had told me about the situation that was going on and she said, well, I spent two hours last night praying about it and I really feel a lot of peace right now. Mm. And so I'm sitting there, you know, I'm being all supportive and nodding and smiling when she says that and then afterwards I'm sitting there ironing I'm like, God, I don't get it. What do you mean two hours? How do you pray for two hours? What can I say? You know, and I was really almost angry, I think. Uh Um, And I felt my oldest was in kindergarten at the time and I just felt God impressed this idea on me that I know what Katie does at school every day but I want to hear it in her words and that really changed the way I approached prayer because I thought God already knows and that was sort of where I was coming from you already know what do you want me to tell you You yeah why do I have to keep telling you these things yeah but then I thought when you get to experience it you know, I don't need to know who took the snack or what book they read, but when she tells me about it, I get to see how she experienced it, and mm-hmm. so I always think of prayer that way as a way, it's a way of building relationship with God, letting, you know, He knows us, but He wants wants us to come to Him and offer ourselves to Him, so that is sort of how I've taken the pray without seizing and made it sort of a manageable thing, that mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I, like I said, I fail miserably, but
2: it's
0: no, we all do, but we're just trying to get a little better each day. I, I love that. I, I I, think of it in the same way, you know, it's just the, whenever something pops into my head, I can just tell the Lord, you know, and I'm better at that than the exercises in the book, but I like the exercises because I'm getting better at those too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So start with day one, you know, and and then do a little okay. more of the structure.
1: All right, so there are eight weeks. It's set up as a Bible study that You can do individually or as a group, Mm. but it's really sort of probably initially designed for individual use. But day one is a short essay about a different topic. So it might be facing your fears, how to pray as a child, um, incorporating color into prayer, just different, you know, how to pray when dot, 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 you're overwhelmed or you're tired Mm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So each week starts with a short intro that just sort of, describes the topic and the approach with a few reflection questions. So day one of each week is sort of, let's get this in our mind. Let's say this prayer together and Mm. let's, you know, let's start ruminating on those ideas. Um, And then days two through six are different activities for you to do. It might be filling out a pretend Facebook status from your point of view, what's really going on. And then from God's, how would he see the same situation? Or it might be, Thinking back through the milestones of your faith and who are the people that have influenced you and praying for them. It, you know, there are all different things, but each one is related to the theme of the week. And then on day seven, um, it's the idea, as we just talked about, of praying without ceasing. Mm-hmm. I hesitated because when I do Bible studies, Anything more than about three days a week, I usually don't get finished. Yeah, and so I thought, can I really give somebody seven days of homework? <laughs> you know how do you how do you do this to somebody? But then I thought, no. The Bible says to pray without ceasing, but it doesn't have to be hard, and it doesn't have to hmm. be overwhelming. So day seven, I've labeled it each week as a day of rest, and it might be read the scripture and meditate on it. It might be take a walk and pray about how you can help somebody that you know. It might be you know, here's just a coloring page, just think about what the scripture means to you. So, you know, the other thing about this, it's set up with a structure, but there's no rule that says you have to finish a week in a week. Hmm. So, you know, my hope is that people will just take it and, you know, even if it's picking and choosing the parts that speak to them and throwing away the ones who don't, then I think that's okay, because I think any time we make that effort to draw closer to God, He meets us there.
0: Totally. does. All right. Lastly, I know there are some people that are like, listen, I love it, it's neat, I get the idea, I don't have a creative bone in my body. You know, I have a friend that doesn't have any song he's passionate about. There's not one piece of music that he knows that can bring him to tears or cause emotion. I mean, any kind, I don't understand it in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> but I know if I handed him this book, he would look at it and be like, dude, do you have any idea what it's gonna look like when I'm done? My two-year-old would do a better job. What do you tell the people that think they're not creative, that are like, I'm not artistic, I'm not gonna draw a picture, it's gonna be stick figures, I don't want anybody to see it, I'm gonna be embarrassed by this.
1: Well, I think the key is that, and I hear that a lot, that God is the one that is creative. He is the ultimate creator, he can make something from nothing and he can transform and restore and do all of these things. So. You know, I'm sure you've seen, I know I have so many creative answers to prayer, things that you never expected could happen, and then it happens, and you're like, that's exactly right, that's clearly God. Like, Mm -hmm. no one else could have come up with this crazy answer, and it works, and it's what everybody needed, and, you know, so he's the one that brings the creativity. We don't have to. I think our job is to go to him and say, You know, I don't know how to do this, but I'm open,
0: Mm. and I
1: want to see you, so help me find you.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
1: I think that that's when we see him. And I think, you know, we haven't really talked about my first book. That wasn't what this was about. But in Praying Upside Down, it's the idea of learning to see things in a different way. Mm -hmm. So an artist turns an image upside down to copy it, and he or she sees what it really looks like instead of what their mind predefines it and expects it to look like. Mm -hmm. And it's that idea. If we go to God in prayer and say... I don't know how to do this, yeah. but I want to see you. Then I think that, you know, we get to have that opened up to us. And I've seen people's books that I've worked through the study with a group and, um, had people send me pictures and post them on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of them are beautiful and artistic and some of them are literally, you know, it says draw a picture and it's just a bunch of words, yeah. you know, and that's okay. Yeah. Cause I think the point is we have to discover our own way to find God.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, And when we try these different things, I think we reach him because we all have different personalities and he uses us in a different way. So, you know, your book would not look like my book, would not look like your friend's book. (laughs) So, and I think that's okay. That's kind of my goal is to give people permission to explore and not feel like they failed. Whatever you do is okay because
2: you tried. Yeah. Well, what, can I just ask a personal question? What would be your... um, just in this Design to Pray book, what would be your number one technique or preference that you uh, fall back on or go to that you like personally?
1: Well, there's not necessarily one exercise, but okay. just sort of the overall of try something new, you know, mm. try something different. But um, about a specific exercise, there's one that I did that I found I kind of laugh at myself because I'm like, wow, this is really powerful. And I'm not being all, hey, look at me. I'm like, wow, God mm-hmm. can use this, even this thing that I came up with. But especially with all of the turmoil in the world, and yeah. don't worry, this isn't controversial. <laughs> um, I had the idea of praying through a newspaper, taking a big red sharpie, and mm. writing my prayers on top of the pictures and the stories. You That's know, awesome. be with this person, Love help it. this. And it was so awesome. I Mm -hmm. mean, it really overwhelmed me because especially seeing the red letters, I think we're so conditioned, you know, the red letters are God. And seeing how he would, you know, what you pray, if you take a current event and you back away from it and get out of your own own emotions and think, now, what can I say to God about this? Or what would he say about it? You know, it, it becomes, you know, you're not you see somebody rescuing someone overseas, and you're praying, you know, for them and for their family and for being gone and for getting to see this and for compassion, and it just really opens up, I think, the way you pray. And I did this um, right before the election, and I was just amazed at how it sort of opened my understanding and made me step back and say, you know, God really is in control, but seeing these words, you know, help her, save her, fix Mm. this, you know, show Mm. me, enlighten me. Um, just really made me feel, you know, not like I had control over it, but it sort of made it feel not so overwhelming.
2: Well, you just convicted me a little bit. I uh, When <laughs> Ryan and I were um, blessed enough to go back to the inauguration, and one of the, I was just looking <laughs> for it, it's in my backpack, I think it's the New York Times, they sh- just did a huge picture of everybody um, that was on the stage during the inaugural event. And I sat there in my head, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to put this on the wall and this will help me because it gave names of everybody. Um, well, at least like 25 names of people in our government and how to pray for them. And I'm a big activist of like, Hey, don't pray. Don't just stop bashing. Let's pray. Um, and so you just spoke to my heart about putting that up on the wall (laughs) so I can have a visual of how to pray for our leaders. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely. And Mm -hmm. to those that think they're not creative and maybe you're not, maybe you're right. And you're not my friend, Marshall, um, The people that follow us on Facebook will know Marshall from our cutting down a tree in the dark with headlamps. And
2: he used
0: to be a. That's right. And he used to be a co host on my broadcast uh, a number of years ago. Um, Marshall is an amazing builder. He builds all kinds of things and it's fantastic. We jokingly call my building Ryan Engineering. And my tagline for Ryan Engineering is when your life doesn't depend on it. Because my building skills really weren't very good. And I just. I knew that about myself. I knew my structures weren't probably going to be sound. And I gotta tell you, I have been reworking the belief systems in my brain. And Laura can tell you I've started building things and they're really good. Like I'm gonna toot my own horn. I am so much more talented than I thought, and it was a belief system. And Maybe the enemy is saying, nope, you're not creative. Nope, you're not artistic. Nope, you're not going to be able to color. All those things because he doesn't want to open up your prayer life. Maybe that's the resistance. I'm saying give it a shot. Man, building your relationship with the Lord can only benefit your life. We so appreciate you being on. We love this book, Kelly. Thanks for writing it and for taking the time to be on our broadcast.
2: I loved being here. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Kelly. We appreciate you.
0: Oh, Rebels, didn't you love that program? I gotta tell you, this book is so much fun. So, I'll tell you what. On Monday, the 17th, following this broadcast, on Facebook Live, I will give away a copy of it to one person. So, hit me up on Facebook Live, Monday morning, 8 Pacific, 11 Eastern, facebook.com slash J Ryan Dobson. I'll mail you one of these books for free. I might even throw in one of my own books for free, too. So... Join me on Facebook Live every Monday and Friday, 8 Pacific, 11 Eastern, facebook.com slash Dobson. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for rating and reviewing on iTunes. I appreciate it. It touches my heart. God bless. We will see you next week.